Hello, subscribers. This second webinar that's in this issue is about the digestive and absorption process. The process of digestion begins with chewing or mastication, which stimulates salivary enzymes to start breaking down foods. And this is mostly for carbohydrates, for protein foods are better broken down um, in the intestines. Of course, everything goes down into uh, the stomach and then goes on to the intestines. So in the mouth, the salivary enzymes go to work and break foods down as much as possible and uh, as chewing continues. And this is reducing the bulk so that it can fit into the esophagus. So after you swallow, the peristaltic action begins with the muscles and cartilage contractions in the throat. And that's pushed down into the stomach. The stomach secretes digestive enzymes that are, is more acidic than saliva. So it's a very low pH compared to the saliva. And the different enzymes for different foods are, uh, are beginning to be inserted in, and secreted in the stomach lining, from the stomach lining. So protein um, can, uh, is digested by proteolytic enzymes and fats are digested by lipase enzymes, carbohydrates by sucrase enzymes. And so food enzymes in raw foods also assist digestion, such as the papain and the papaya, the bromelain in pineapple, and other raw foods, such as kiwi, citrus, mangoes, and strawberries. So the tropical fruits have the proteolytic enzymes that help break down proteins as well. So different areas of the stomach serve different digestive functions. The small intestine secretes uh, various acids that are m even more uh, acidic than those secreted by the stomach. So those are the ones that, that help break down proteins because those molecules are much larger than the carbohydrates. And the large intestines break down uh, further the food that's been already digested when it, by the time it's deposited into the bowels. Then there is an alkaline environment that's also very harsh, but also is good for um, absorbing nutrients. And there's vitamin K production out of the healthy aerobic bacteria populations. If one is on a healthy diet, then one can pr uh, the body can produce vitamin K to control the bacteria the beneficial bacteria populations there. It also uh, the large bowel also a large intestine also serves to eliminate salts, bulk, and fiber and toxins and things like that. The accessory organs are considered to be the the liver, pancreas, and gallbladder. The liver processes sugars and stores sugars and fats and does a lot of conversions back and forth like that. And the pancreas regulates blood sugar. And the gallbladder is actually where fats get digested. So there's nutrient absorption and utilization. So after being circulated throughout the bloodstream and arriving at cell receptor sites after the nutrients have been absorbed, through the stomach and the intestines, um, then the regulating mechanisms like osmosis and, and other forms of, of pushing nutrients and fluids in and out of cells uh, contain specific lock and key receptor sites. Protein is reduced to amino acids during this digestive absorption process, and the amino acids are considered the basic building blocks of Building, re rebuilding and repairing new cells and, and therefore new, new tissues and organs and body fluids. 
So new tissue cells, immune cells, other tissue fluids like blood and lymph, and uh, various structures in the body, hormones, enzymes, signaling, and other biochemicals are some of the things that protein is responsible for. So protein is kind of a misnomer. When uh, one is taking in protein, one has to be sure that the protein contains all of the eight essential amino acids. Otherwise, some of these processes could come to a grinding halt. So then a person is left with deficiency symptoms and health problems. So uh, amino acids derived from whole protein foods maintain muscles, nerves, organs, pretty much the entire body. Most of the body, other than water, is con uh, is consists of protein or amino acids. And uh, body proteins can be reduced for converting part of the molecules to blood sugar or glucose. And it may create a negative nitrogen balance if the person does not get enough protein in their diet. So protein is, is a very, very uh, fundamental nutrient that the body needs all of the time. As far as fats, the other food category, um, the body converts them to fatty acids. Um, and they form new joint and cerebral spinal fluids. They protect brain and nerve cells. They regulate body temperature. Um, fatty acids are often repur repurposed as stored energy reserves in the form of body fat. So if one takes in too many fats at one time, then it's likely to be stored as body fat. Body fat can be used to keep the body warm, and um, body fat is also used to, to protect the nerves and nerve cell fibers, um, and they're also precursors to thousands of regulating hormones, monitoring hormones, and uh, reproductive hormones that the body manufactures. So it cannot manufacture all those hormones without the proteins and the right types of fats in the daily diet. And of course, if one is watching their calorie intake and uh, isn't exercising regularly, then fats uh, need to be toned down a bit and uh, to make sure that you're eating the, the, that uh, concentrated amount of calories that would be suitable and compatible with your level of activity for the day. And uh, also carbohydrates, the other energy food source, your body converts it, uh, breaks it down to glucose during the digestive process and used immediately for brain and muscle energy. So glucose is the quick fuel for brain and muscle energy. Uh, glucose can be converted to glycogen, triglycerides, or body fat, depending on your level of activity and the metabolic rate of your body. So if you're physically active and you're working out, uh, exercising in various forms, then the muscles uh, take up the glucose and convert it to glycogen, also known as muscle starch. And also, if you take in too many carbohydrates, that's too many calories at once, and overloads the pancreas, the rest of it, the liver takes over and helps to convert them to triglycerides, which are pre-fat conditions, and uh, those triglycerides are converted to and stored as body fat. The other essential nutrients the body needs are vitamins and minerals. Vitamins are massive molecular complexes that are formed through the energy derived from the sun, and so plants can manufacture vitamins and store them in their systems when exposed to adequate sunlight. Minerals are taken up through the soil, and if the soils are lacking in minerals, then the plants will be also mineral deficient. And uh, the key to health, having healthy plants, 
plant foods is to make sure that the soil contains the full range of minerals so that the plant can be the healthiest and also uh, ward off the scavenging insects that like to eat sick plants. So the key to healthy crops and healthy foods is to make sure that the, the soil contains plenty of minerals and that brings new life to the soil and uh, makes a healthy ecosystem. So minerals are the key to that. And they're also the key to um, optimal health because the body utilizes both vitamins and minerals as cofactors and coenzymes to create all the proteins and fats and, and sugars the body needs to function optimally. So vitamins and minerals are quite essential also. So there are uh, also the uh, enzymes to consider. Without enzymes, they are catalysts of life. Without enzymes, nothing happens. So if you take in plenty of food enzymes, which means you have to take in 50 to 75% of your daily diet in the form of raw foods, which are enzyme active, and those enzymes are destroyed at 120 degrees with heat temperatures, heat cooking temperatures, uh, and storage temperatures, things like that. The body makes enzymes out of the proteins that you give it. So the living healthy tissues need uh, plenty of protein and plenty of raw foods to be able to uh, conduct the enzyme processes that the body needs to stay alive and thrive. And um, water, of course, is essential to life. And without pure, pure water, the body cannot function. It cannot function more than three days without water. So water must be replenished on a regular basis. Uh, water is the only element that can actually hydrate the body. So if you're taking in other beverages, they do not end up being very hydrating once the water has been taken out and the residues of those drinks, even if they're healthy drinks, create a, a dehydration effect. So pure water is the best source for optimal and correct cellular hydration. Oxygen is the most important element in a healthy person, of course. Without oxygen, life cannot exist, and a person cannot exist without oxygen uh, in a few minutes. You know, so it's important to be able to breathe in deeply uh, through exercise and um, maybe some meditative oxygen in inhaling techniques also to stimulate uh, the circulation and to distribute oxygen to every single, you know, last end microcapillary in the body to be able to uh, function optimally. So matching the nutrient intake of the inner ecology with the needs of the outer ecology is also important. So being aware of the types of foods you're taking in, where those foods come from, and how well those foods have been nourished through healthy, non-toxic soils is very important to health and the outer ecology of our environment. So without a healthy environment, we cannot be healthy human beings. So it's important to make those choices so that we can sway entire industries and uh, influence them to create healthier foods. Whole organic, nutrient-dense, biocompatible foods for optimal digestion and proper absorption and utilization should be the first, first goal of ingesting any foods that you take into your body. And of course, the purified water, and that would be earth-filtered water. Underground springs uh, are the most pure water found on Earth. Uh, also, at the polar areas of the planet, also you can find very pure water there. 
So it's important not to pollute our water systems, our water sources, so that we may have purified water out of the earth. There are a number of filtration systems that are out on the market, and the Berkey filter is rated as one of the absolute highest because it filters out things that most water filters that you attach to your sink do not. So yes, it's important to fill out, filter out bacteria and other anti, um, other microbes that are pathogenic or illness-causing. But also, it's important to filter out at the nano level the uh, the elements that are toxic and dangerous to our health, such as aluminum and and mercury and other things like that. So it's important to know what's going on at uh, your in your body's bodily processes at the microcell level. That's where true health begins, and that's where disease is started. When your cells are not replicating properly and your DNA is damaged, um, you know that can lead to many diseases, including cancer. So the nutrient intake of the inner ecology, matching it with the needs of the outer ecology, also includes the use of or preventing the use of uh, toxic synthetic chemicals. That uh, when you eliminate those synthetic chemicals, it won't disrupt many of those microcellular processes. Um, and so there's a living ecology inside the body that extends to the local environments and the entire planet and vice versa. So whatever's going on in your body because of what you have chosen to put in it uh, affects the, the, the health of the organism as much as those choices probably are linked to the um, ecology and the health of the ecology that produces the abundant nutrient-dense foods that the body needs. So we're very closely connected that way to the planet. So make your choices well and enjoy this bit of information. Enjoy the article. Uh, it'll give you a much more in-depth explanation as to how the body digests nutrients. And have fun with it. And uh, in true health, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.